squared by Silvio P. That's me and E. Marquez. And we do phenomenal ethics. Phenomenal Epics back again. Epic number three. We're here uh, enjoying a bit of cigars, a bit of coffee, weirdly. Cafezito. And uh, there it is, man, the myth, the legend. Silvio, what's going on, bro? How, how are things hanging? How are things going for you? Man, it's all right. I can't complain. We, you know, living life, trying to make that. every day happen. We got a camera. Look, we're coming up now, bro. We got you a know, camera and everything. We're on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my face for radio right here, baby. There it is. There it is. So, so uh, we haven't spoken in a long time. Phenomenal Epics is coming back. Uh, we're doing a new. We're doing. We're doing a new structure, as you guys know. These are epics now. No episodes. We're just going to run it. We're just going to let it flow. So, I want your take on a few things. Uh-oh. On a few things. Do you feel like you complain a lot? Let me ask you that right, right off the bat. Do you Man. complain a lot? Yes or no? It's got to be a yes or no. Man. Yeah, All right, let's go with yes. I go with yes. I got to go so with yes. you complain. Then. You do a lot of complaining, huh? I don't, I'm going to have to say no, but you keep wanting me to say yes. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that to be a phenomenal podcast, I feel like you have to complain. There's a there's an art to complaining, isn't there? Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about you the other day. Uh, I, I was watching a show, and it reminded me of Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney was the man. Uh, I used to love watching 60 Minutes, especially for Andy Rooney. Jesus. Just just tell the people that you know, you're 65 years I'm old. I'm about 65 years old, and I still... Oh, God. That's who you are. You are the guy who complains about even a good day. And so I don't think I complain. There are moments where I'm complaining about something that I call it criticizing something, but yeah, same difference, yes, right? Yes, 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 yes. Same difference. I, got yes. It. I, can't, I don't want to say I complain uh, like I'm complaining all the time. Uh, you know, you can serve me my favorite drink with... With uh, the sun shining and, and I'll be on a beach somewhere going, man, too bad it's too hot. You know, I, I think that's more of your thing. Like, oh, this could have been better if I had, a, you know, a margarita instead of a mojito. But no, oh, no, no, me, I'm all good. Like, I'm gravy. Like, I, I don't complain. I, I actually, my thing is that it could be done better. But I don't complain. For example. Was that a complaint? No, 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 because... That still sounds like a complaint. So what I do is, so so I work for the city now, and I'm not going to tell you what city, but I work for the city. He's a working man. And the thing, the thing that I have, or the thing that I found out is that um, there's union breaks, there's breaks, and then there's lunch, okay? But I, I go do my work, man. I, I work, like the other day I had about... Five, six hundred pounds of garbage in my truck. It ranged from stop signs to uh, steel carts to pallets and garbage, garbage bags. I mean, it was it was crazy on how much that I had to uh, to move. But I, I did it in a, in a good orderly manner, where my after lunch shift or the after lo- after lunch portion of my 
of my work day went by so smooth because I did all my work early. So, you know, I'm learning the ins and outs. They're teaching me at work. I mean, I just started. Well, it's real cool. And you know what the thing about it is, I worked there because my dad, he worked there. So it's, 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 it's giving me like a connection to my dad. So it really is, even though it's possibly more likely, 80% likely that it is my last job that I ever have. Um, He's a lifer. It, it's a lifer. It, it's going to be the last job I ever have. And, bro, I, I, I'm grateful for it. And, and really, I enjoy doing it. I got to be, I got to admit, I enjoy doing it. So, you know, we got a six-month contract. And then after that, I become permanent. And I, I just feel like there's no complaint. Even if they don't keep me on, I still won't have a complaint. But I do my job. I don't complain about it. I don't, I don't complain about it. So let's my job. let's dig into that. What yeah. makes a complaint at work? If you, I mean, what do you call? Let's let's hit the baseline. Uh, Give me a complaint. What would a complaint sound like? like okay, so this for job example, sucks. Is that a complaint? No, I mean, look. At, to be honest, the, the job doesn't suck. I mean, it's a it's a great job. All you gotta do is show up. But uh, the one thing that I listen to is guys and girls that been there for so long. They complain about other people doing a job and they're not able to do that job. So, like, they've been there for 30, 20, 25 years and they're doing the same detail. But then other workers are like, I never had that detail. Why does that guy get all the detail? Now, they start complaining and then things start changing for no reason at all. Things start changing. And that's a complaint. And that complaint has really changed the dynamic at, at, at the at the office or at the warehouse. But again, it, it is a phenomenal gig. Um, I'm grateful and like again, it keeps me close to my dad. I'm appreciative. And then you know we go from there. I've learned a lot. I learned a lot of shit. A lot of shit that I that I didn't know I can do. And I've learned that. So that's pretty cool. And um, yeah, man. I just gotta say, uh, you know, it's, it's it's been it's been a whirlwind, and I'm grateful for it. So working isn't a complaint. You're not one of these guys who complains about working. That's what my takeaway is. So if you, if you don't complain about working, what is the complaint? Is there a complaint about the drive or the management, uh, coworkers? In that sense of man, I wish my coworkers uh, worked harder, less hard. Coworkers uh, are cool, bro. Coworkers okay. have been great. A lot of them have worked with my dad for so long. I feel like they've helped create who my dad was as a man. And my dad raised me, so they had a piece of raising me. That's what I see. I, you know, I, I'll establish my work complaints in the setting of the drive is too long or my coworkers are hard to work with. Those are complaints, you know, just a basic thought process of how any work environment can be. And, and, of course, you know, we've got to throw it out there. It's always the disclaimer. There's no such thing as a perfect job. It's just a person who finds that setting or that work environment to be perfect for them. That's the way I've always thought about it. So for you, uh, the work doesn't bother you. The work is work, and you're okay with that. Some people, you know, maybe, maybe they don't think they're supposed to be doing that kind of work, and so they start to be, you know, people who complain, uh, daily complaints or, or just complaints in general about the job. 
But what I have found in my experience of working different different jobs, I, don't, I, I have yet to finalize my career path. But in the in the work in the work environment, it's been the same. And I haven't had that many jobs, but as long as I call them jobs versus a career, uh, it's always been the same. Human emotion kicks in. Uh, there are some places that are really gossipy, and they, you know they're they're one of my favorite. Uh, maybe call it a story, but one of my favorite moments with a, with a co-worker was listening them to them say, it's not your job to watch me. Your job is whatever our job was. So come to work and just do your job and leave me alone. The difference I think that those people didn't understand is if I'm doing my job and you're not, that's not a complaint. That's an observation of saying you've got to do your job too. And the but then, if you take that to the bosses or to your foreman or to your supervisor, right? Then it becomes a complaint. Well, I was just about to say though, the worst part of it is is when it's a supervisor or a manager or whatever the title is, someone who's got the authority uh, and chooses not to do any work, and they feel that they're entitled to not doing anything. They can sit back and just point at you and tell you you got to go do this or you got to do that, and then they suck at their job. Uh, so that you know, the complaint I have is this: human factors kick in where people think. Well, I'm a manager now, so I'm entitled to not doing anything. Or, or the perspective I have is that I don't have to do the work. You do the work. And that's, you know, from a labor perspective or even from a simple uh, white-collar, blue-collar perspective. It's just the same. Human beings are human beings. I, that's my takeaway on it. I, okay. You know, I, I'm not a fan of saying people are, uh, you know, blurring things in the racial aspects or socioeconomic. You know, it doesn't matter what color, what race, creed, religion. If you don't like to work and you don't want to work, you're not going to. Doesn't matter what you do, blue collar, white collar. So let me ask you this then. Let me let me let me segue that off to what is the thing that you hate to hear the most? Like I guess this could be a pet peeve on what you hate, what you dislike people to say to you. Or what do you dislike people saying in general? In a work atmosphere. In all atmosphere. Let's start with the work. With everything? Yeah. Well, I think the, the worst part of, it, of, of that human interaction, when you go to work, you're obviously there to do a job, right? Whatever that might be. White collar, blue collar. And what I hate hearing is, well, I didn't, I didn't, that's not my job. Uh, especially if it is your job. You know, whether you're management or labor, whatever, you know, dynamic you want to say. If you're in charge, you still have things to do. Yeah. Uh, and you should be able to do them and you do them well. Otherwise, why are you in that position? So I think in, in my experience, what I've always hated is people who are in a position and they don't do their job, whatever that might be. If it's labor related and they're, they're not a good laborer, if it's management related and they're a terrible manager, you it's know, just, you know what I dislike. That's that's a that's yeah. not even a pet peeve. That's a hate. I hate that. Yeah, you know what I dislike, bro. I that's hate, a strong word. I I I stronger, stronger. But in the terms of I hate when people make excuses, bro. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Like, it's okay to say, nah, bro, I'm not, I'm not interested in showing up. Like, I had a couple buddies, right? I told them that we're going to do this show um, with the owners of Byron and uh, Casa de Monte Cristo. And they said, I can't make it. That's perfect. I don't need to hear, I can't make it because I got to work tomorrow. I got to do this. I got to do that. No, 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 no. Give me no excuse. Like, my boy would tell me, he goes, hey, bro, let's go to this bar over here on, uh, on Irving Park in Western. And I'm thinking, no, 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 I want to go over there. Nah, but why not? Why are you being a bitch? No, no, no. It's like, dude, I'm not giving you an excuse. I just don't want to go over there. Let's meet somewhere else. 
Nah, I want to go there. Okay, then I'll meet you another day. But then when I asked him or asked them to come out, no, you only go to the places you want to go to. Yeah, because the places I want to go to is more fun because I know about them. And you you even have, you know, that person, they would even have fun there. Right. You know, thanks to me. So, and you know, I like to do new things. But the thing is, is these guys, my buddies, they they don't know, they don't go places. They don't you, go places. You remind me of, when you're saying that, it reminds me of, there's a dynamic that always builds in, in work environment, social, personal, all that stuff. There's a leader and a follower, right? And then you got to figure out who you might be in that dynamic. Right. Uh, I, don't, I don't try to be a leader everywhere I go. I look for a good leader. If they're doing a good job, I do what I got to do but to blend in. But naturally, you are a leader. Naturally, you're a leader. Naturally, I'm a leader. But the thing is, too, is I'm good. I'm good. Like, have conviction. You don't have to be a leader, right? But let's say... Right. But you're let's leading, say my guy, you're let's leading say, the fun. Let's say my guy said... Oh, let's go to Irving Park in Western. I heard about this place. Okay, have you ever been there? No. Why you want to go there? Oh, I heard it was cool. All right. We'll go over there for like about two minutes, three, you know, for, for one drink. Right. But then if it sucks, we leave. Okay. But then when you're ready to leave, you go there, you hang out, you're ready to leave. They're re- real quick to say, no, 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 but you want to leave? Well, well, no, we're hanging out. Let's just chill here. You know, we already got a spot. And okay. I understand customer service. <laughs> I understand that shit. I understand. But the thing is, is the place sucks. We gave it a shot. Let's move on. Here's my uh, here's my story with that. You reminded me of this time we were when we were younger. We we uh, we wanted to go check out strip clubs. And at first, it was kind of like, okay, I guess that's kind of cool. Let's go check it out. I had buddies who wanted to spend hours in these places, and I just never understood why. I don't get it either. Dude. I mean, it was a strip club. I got the the you know. I wasn't saying the stripping was bad. I'm just saying hours. I mean, you know, what are you doing in a strip club that you want to be in there for hours? That'd be different if we had lots of money, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but strip clubs were never my thing. Never my but thing. It's the same as any uh, nightclub might be. Uh, gracias. And uh, it wasn't the same as, you know, going to a nightclub, right? Or going to uh, uh, hang out somewhere. You know, or even now, like you and I, we can hang out. That's the, you know, there's a difference. You know, we, we, we can hang out somewhere. You can come over uh, to my house. I'll go to your house, that kind of thing. Sometimes we'll just hang out on the phone. It's, it's, that's what I mean about that human dynamic. You know, you get along with people. It doesn't matter where you are. You can be in a punch bowl doing shit, uh, and, and you'll just enjoy that time. But there are some people you hang out with where, and it's just they're, they're, they're hard to be around. And that's, that's what it reminds me of. My boys were cool at the time. And we were, you know, it's just how you grow with each other. Uh, and, and your experiences will change. Uh, same difference when I would go to ball games. You know, we got to go to a ball game soon. Uh, but you go and you catch a ball game. Sometimes that's fun in and of itself. Uh, just to be able to sit around, hang out, watch a game. This is pretty cool, bro. The camera works. Right? Look at that. That looks good. I mean, I think people would like, like to watch this on uh, YouTube or wherever we're at. This is pretty legit. So don't forget to tune into PE Squared and follow and like. Uh, small plug, but small plug. No, right? it wasn't a plug. Was Jesus it no? Christ. How about a humble brag? Humble I don't. You know, hey, oh, have you heard okay. about that? By the way, there's a new. Uh, well, maybe it's not a new phrase, but it was a new phrase to me. Somebody threw that out the other day on the TV. Or, I don't remember where I heard it, but I was like, humble brag. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? You, you, you I don't know. That sounds, sounds like something you say. No, nah, it's not. It's like cancel culture or or fucking, uh, you know. The, the riot Speaking the riot of cancel culture, uh, is Fox News on cancel culture yet? 
How about how about them saying that no reasonable person will listen to uh, Tucker Carlson? You know, in, in, in the court of law, bro. <laughs> my favorite part of uh, you know one of our topics we, we we go down the rabbit hole of media's, but media is what it is. It's interesting. It's a perspective. Uh, if you want to follow one particular channel, I think that's that's where some of the divisiveness can come on. Uh, you know, I pretended recently to get in on the on the craze of cryptocurrency and the market and all this other stuff, and uh, and I was watching a show I like to watch, and they were talking about cryptocurrency and the market. And at the end of the day, the market is just a big gambling pool. And I, and you know, and I thought about it from a long time ago before I got into it. I was like, that's just a big old gambling scheme, uh, and I'm just not that good at it. But it's been fun. It's been kind of fun to get into that stuff and, and see your money going up and down. And all of a sudden, you're like, man, I shouldn't have done this or I should have done that. Uh, so those are the moments where, as humans, uh, I think we, we, we can get lost in it. And bro, some people feel I mean, successful at it. You know what I mean? You bring up the market, bro. But let me tell you, I've learned so much stuff because, uh, you know, I own AMC. I own some stock in AMC. And I've Ooh. learned so much stuff about dark pool and synthetic shares and all this stuff and these are supposedly the dumb money guys that are teaching me this thing no broker no high-end banker no wealth manager no none of those guys told me this it's just a matter of all these people talking about if i knew if i knew before what i what the market is what this dark pool and how the manipulation goes on Dude, I don't even think I would get into the market today. Fortunately for GameStop and AMC, they brought me in. And then originally, I mean, they kept me in. Originally, I came into the market thinking 9 to 20%, 9% to 18% a year return. That's perfectly fine for me. Mm. I'm not going to day trade. I might scalp a little here and there. I might make a couple trades here and there. But I'm not interested in... In, in, in the way that things go, bro. Like, I see the hedge funds. Now I know how hedge funds make their money. I understand how they do things. They really manipulate the market. The market is not a fair tactic. And then the, the, the apparent, the air quotes, smart money is basically keeping you, retail investor, in your place. And it's like, you know what? You have to, you have to find, you have to find a penny stock or a, a, a small cap, and hopefully it grows or it gets some kind of backing from a bigger company, and therefore it becomes something that you can make money with over time, over time. But the market isn't, it, it, uh, I didn't come in here to get rich quick. I didn't do that. Unfortunately for me, AMC and some of the biopharmaceutical companies have giving me a profit but I'm still leaving it in there what what am I going to do I'm not going to sell anything because for what I don't need the money I'm you know now that I'm working it doesn't I don't need the money but at the same time the market is rigged the market is rigged you know I, I like the uh, the idea originally when I got into all that stuff I uh, I didn't think about day trading it wasn't my thing uh, I, I dabbled every now and again but what I really liked is the 401k concept, right? You know, I just wanted to uh, be able to move my stock so that they would grow in time and set it and forget it, uh, which was fine. I was letting somebody yeah, else gamble with my either. money, yeah, but it was—it's uh, been fun. I mean, I, you know, even though I've lost some money, probably uh, not made as much as I was hoping. 
Uh, I've made some money here and there. I mean, it's not fair to say I've lost a lot of money. I made more money than I lost, probably. But I want, you know, I had big vision of, oh man, maybe I can, I can do some good moves. Uh, Spacs and all these other things oh, that you started SPACs. getting into. I hate Spacs. By the way, the Cubs have a Spac. You were you were all over it. I mean, you, nah, you took not, not it. Spacs, not Spacs. No, I not like... Spacs. But you ran all over the idea of you know you went well, you went down that rabbit hole, and I was really impressed. I was like, hey man, good for you. I learned I learned a lot, and I'm and like I said, I'm keeping it in there. I'm not gonna get it out, but at the same time, why 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 even why like if 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 this is what I say, and this is not advice. This is anything for me. Once this AMC thing is over for me, I don't know if it's ever going to be over because I'm going to keep shares because AMC put me in this position. But I'm going to keep AMC until the CEO decides to retire or whatever, or they decide or some way, some form, the movies is no longer a thing. But I think the movies are always going to be a thing. Like uh, tomorrow, uh, F9 or Fast 9 comes out, your favorite saga. Oh, man. And, you know, that's going to be a blockbuster. But I figured to myself, you know what? I'm going to stay in there and then go from there, whatever. But at the same time, after this AMC is over, I'm going to go into the crypto markets. I'm going to stay in there. And then I'm going to hire a broker because... I'm not gonna give them. I'm not gonna give a bank my money so they can make three times as much. I'm gonna give it to a broker and I'm gonna tell them this is what I want, and then we're gonna go from there. And mm. then I'm gonna take the broker's advice because this is what they do. I would like to get somebody because I use Weeble as a platform. Right. I would like to get somebody at Weeble and even at Schwab and even at Fidelity. Maybe have one at each spot or just one at one of those spots. But I want them to be able to make the decision, do the trading for me because. It pays. You're going to pay a fee, but you're going to get a good return. I mean, and then you got to put in good money. If you're starting with two to five to $10,000, manage it yourself. Learn learn how you do it. Learn. But if you got more money than that or you got 100000 200000 get yourself a broker. Just get, you know, give them the, the leeway. Earn some profits monthly. Get your dividend stocks. And then go from there because that's going to be your best bet on learning the market. And, dude, I'm telling you, it's a racket, bro. It's a racket. Just, you know, hedge funds, man, oh, man, they get away with a lot of things. And, uh, you know, they continue to do so. But it's kind. Of, it's been cool that these YouTubers and these mm-hmm. retail guys have been able to, to handle to handle the hedge funds, the hedgies. I mean, GameStop. What? What? You know, all oh, you're stupid. You're holding the bag. Uh, GameStop is gonna bankrupt. Whatever. Meanwhile, the CEO of Chewy.com goes over. He takes over GameStop. He brings in his thing. Now they're making billions of dollars, and they're trying to change their business model. Haven't said anything what they're gonna do, and they're doing perfectly fine. Six months. a share to stock. GameStop has changed the game. And AMC is about to be the biggest squeeze, which I think, my opinion, it's going to be one of the biggest short squeezes ever where you could put Porsche, uh, what Porsche did with Volkswagen. Um, There's some other short squeezes that happened. I mean, my goodness, it's going to go crazy. But again, this is going to be because the hedge funds shorted the stock and they want to end those corporations. And they use these tactics to end it. They don't let the company 
go down. The most famous one is that Bill Ackerman, I believe his name is, he shorted Herbalife. He put in two or three billion dollars into shorting Herbalife, and he ran a campaign beyond belief against them, talking about it's a Ponzi scheme, it's a pyramid, whatever. Everybody knew what Herbalife is. Then here's Carl Icahn, another big-time investor, and he goes against that position. He makes five to ten billion dollars just recently. He ended his stake in Herbalife, but Ackerman ended his stake two years ago, three years ago, and losing so much money. He'll tell you he didn't lose that much money, but we know, and there's a documentary out on what he did. He failed. He lost. But of course, he's got so much money to play with that he'll say, oh, I didn't really lose. Well, you know, good transition to say, where do you look at a loss in terms of in life, right? So, are those words you can use? Can you say, well, I failed at this? Or should you say, well, I tried that. It didn't work out. You know, what's the the phrase I heard the other day that, well, I heard it again the other day that I've been sticking with a lot lately is words matter, right? That's why I say hate's a strong word. Words matter, things, you know, the way you think about life, the way you express yourself. So to you, do you use words like I failed at something or I'm a failure at this or this you isn't know, working. How do you how do you word things that don't work out? Nah, man, I'm a simple guy, bro. I'm a simple guy. For me, failure, failure, it's not a word that I use. It's not in my vocabulary. If I made an investment, say for example, um, okay, when I I run, as everybody knows, I have a sports memorabilia, um, autograph and uh, action figure company uh, called uh, Invest and Collect Toys. And I originally had a website prior. When I failed in that regard with that original website, and then the second website worked, and it's working, and it's sustainable, and it's continuing to go, like, you know, at a snail's pace, I haven't put enough work into it, but it's not a failure, but my knowledge in the industry has grown, 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 so I take that. My failure, so now that I'm, Picking up the pieces where my dad left off, um, failure is not an option. I have to find a way to make sure. So there's a lot of avenues. So if one doesn't work, it's not a failure. It's just moving on to the next. So I don't use failure often. I like that. So I'm going to transition this way and tell you this is another good epic. I'm, I'm hoping that we keep going. And uh, for those of you who have uh, tuned in, please spread the word, do the like, the share. Uh, This is another phenomenal epic, and we hope to keep coming back with more. I appreciate your time, and I'm glad we got together, bro. Catch you next time. Yeah, phenomenal epics. P squared. Check us out. Just a little bit.